welcome to psycho spiritual stages of awakening the disassociation triangle i am so excited to share these findings with you tonight so in short what we're going to be discussing tonight is the stages that we move through through our awakening and what i've been doing over the past year is an experiment an experiment here in costa rica where I embodied different energies and moved through different vibrations to create different realities. For any of you that followed me last year on my travels, you will all know that I was traveling and studying vibration and I was moving to different countries and uh, changing my own frequency to bring in basically a new reality and new vibration. And I explored this in many different countries when I moved here, it went to um, a deeper level. So I came here last year and it wasn't just about vibration. The experiment was more about the um, the different stages that we move through, through an awakening. So we can change our vibration and miss a different frequency and create a new reality. But in regards to what we're going to be discussing tonight, it was like a little knock on top of um, the experiments from last year through vibration. So let's get started and it'll make sense once once I move through and I'm really excited to hear um, your questions as well. So can I, yeah. Okay, so this is the disassociation triangle. So if we look to the left, number one, and then we look to the right, number two, you'll see here red and amber. At any point, if um, I'm not clear on what I'm saying or you have a question or an you want an explanation, please just pop it in the chat because it's really important that we keep on track with what we're moving through. So on the left is red, um, attached to the human experience, but detached from the spiritual experience. So we have all been detached from our spiritual experience. It's sort of like we go through life and... We just move through our life without coming back and connecting to ourselves. We're in sort of um, an autopilot, a survival mode. It's just go, 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 go. And forgetting that we um, we are spirit and we are multidimensional. And we lose that throughout our life. But as we move into number two, as we start to wake up and move through our awakening and we have questions, um, we can move to a complete other end of the spectrum. We want to be in the middle, but obviously to explore this fully, there's another end of the spectrum. So think of this as scales and everything, there's two sides to every coin, there's duality to everything, there's polarity to everything. So if not one thing, we're another. And it's really important that we, when we feel like, oh no, I'm not that, is to look at what the duality of that is and then bring ourselves back to centre. So attached to the spiritual experience and detached from the human experience. So in this part here, we would become more attached to our spiritual experience and forget basically about our human experience. So it's just the opposite. We'll move on to the explanation slides where I'll move through each stage um, and discuss all the different energies and answer any questions upon each one. So we'll move on to the next slide. Okay, so if we look at this triangle now, we know that here on the red side is when we are 
attached to our human experience. So we've got lots of stories going on in our minds of who we are um, and we have forgotten our spiritual nature. Whereas on the other side, we are attached to our spiritual experience. Oh, you know, not on matters and we're moving through our life, but we're detached from our human experience. Both, both of these stages are disassociated from the body. Both of these stages are disassociated from the body. Our goal is to come into our body. So we disassociate from our body through pain. You know, we can't remember things or childhood memories or we think, oh, did that happen? Or our, our way of coping with pain is disassociating through the pain. And this is where we find a lot of things to numb. So if we overeat, emotionally eat, if we excessively drink, if we watch like too much TV, if we get caught up in materialism, constantly buying things, these are all ways for us to find a way to numb what we are feeling and we disassociate from our body. Whereas on the right here is still disassociated from the body because we can move through um, different vibrations and different energies in a form of escapism. So it's, um, if we think of like meditation can also be an escapism, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to this feeling because I don't want to deal with this feeling. So this will make more sense as we get into this more. So we're going to discuss the red and the amber and then we'll move on to green. So in the red, um, disassociated from the body, living in lower energy centers, imbalanced in masculine energy. So what I'll do, what may be better, is I'll go back and forth into the two different ones on each point and explain each one. So we've discussed about being disassociated from the body and how we are disassociated from our body in both of these stages of our awakening. So if we move into the next stage, we've got living in lower energy centers and living in upper energy centers so what's that even mean what's that mean when we're living in our lower energy centers or living in our upper energy centers so our lower energy centers are the likes of survival um constant go 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 and we have a lot of sexual trauma too we've all these are also our lower energy centers so we've been taught to be ashamed of our body or not to wear this or not to go there or they'll think this and we embody all these lower vibrations of shame so we're living here in our in our lower energy centers living in our upper energy centers we move up to a state of higher consciousness where we become more aware of what we're doing where we're going what's going on and um, we become more awake you know in in into our into our, our into the experience that we are having and we start to live in a higher level of truth in these upper energy centers so it's sort of like we brush things off before Whereas here, it's like, no, the truth is important to me. So this is the lower and upper energy centers. But this, these upper energy centers of consciousness are sort of, we can sort of lose the, the groundedness, you know, of our human experience and what we are here for. If we move into imbalance in masculine energy and imbalance in feminine energy. So over on the red side, when we're imbalanced in our masculine energy, is when we're in a state of, as we've just discussed, survival. So it's go, 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 go. And it's not a healthy masculine energy because a healthy masculine energy, we all need masculine energy. A healthy masculine energy would be like having routine and having structure. Whereas this imbalance is sort of can't let go of control 
and form strong attachments to whether it be stories, whether it be events, people, places, um, living in the uh, imbalanced in the feminine energy, meaning that when we're in our feminine, feminine energy, we're in a state of flow, we're in a state of receiving, we're more open, we, we allow ourselves to um, sort of be, whereas in the imbalanced masculine it's all do 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 and we don't really allow ourselves much rest or nature it's more like disciplined i need to do this i need to do that whereas with the feminine energy it's more of like uh, i'm in a flow and nothing really matters but the imbalanced is that we do still need the masculine and the imbalance in the masculine is that we do still need the feminine so we all need to do and we all need to be and being too much doing and being too much being is imbalanced so this is where we form the attachments to our human experience and this is where we form attachment to our spiritual experience being in a state of flow where like i don't need to do nothing the universe has got me everything's just going to arrive i'll just manifest it like that's not real like it takes action it takes action whereas in the other side it would be um not even knowing that we're guided not even knowing that we um we sort of are co-creating our reality and not acknowledging that and thinking that we're within this on our own and we're not and it's go 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 do 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 not aware of the co-creation whereas this far it's this side it's too far you know with with less action more action so we move on to all about achievements and no desire to achieve so when we are at the beginning stages we we put all our weight on achievement now I just want to share something with you um to do with psychology and achievement and motivation um when we are children and we're in school and even when we get told that we're a good girl or a good boy or whatever, we get programmed to uh, believe that we receive love through achievement. Now, what this what happens is this keeps us in a constant state of thinking that we need to achieve something to receive love. And what also happens is we can we can uh, the procrastination. We start to use these trauma responses of procrastination. So if we are being taught that we are going to receive love through achievement, what if we don't get it right? What if we don't get it right? So then we think that love will be taken away from us. This is all subconscious because we just learned that's how we received love when we were younger. Oh, well done, well done. And the praise that we got through this achievement, we learned that we receive love through achieving, which keeps us in a constant state of trying to achieve and if not overworking being frozen with procrastination to not do it because of the subconscious beliefs of what it is this is also where perfectionism comes in so we don't want to get it wrong we're in fear that's what perfectionism is it's not that we want to be perfect it's that we we're afraid that we're not going to be good enough so this is all about achievement and why our society is so driven on achievement you know me for instance that was all my life was I just, nothing else existed to me because I believe that that's where my worth came from. I believe that if I didn't achieve, then it meant that I, I was worthless, like I was nothing. So I attached all my worth and value to my achievements. And I went through a stage three, four years ago where um, I lost everything that I'd worked for. I, I was working seven days a week 
16 hours a day. I built a national company. And when I was 29, um, I retired. And then when I was 30, I lost everything and needed to obviously start again. But because I'd attached all my worth and everything to this thing that I'd basically killed myself to build, when that went, I had a sort of um, identity collapse. So I was like, who am I? If I'm not this, and we do this all the time, we do our jobs, we do our friends, we do our children. We attach who we are to this thing. We attach who we are, our identity to this. When this thing moves away, we don't know who we are. We don't know who we are because everything that we believe we are, we've attached an identity to this thing. So that's just a little bit about why I'm so passionate about learning about the psychology of, ach- of achievement and, and motivation and what it means and why we do it. So yeah, that was then when I was I was like, what is this? What is this what I'm going through? And then obviously um, learning to sit with nothing and seeing how I felt with that. So I was using my work to make myself feel good enough. And we use so many different things to make us feel good, to make us feel good. But it's about us feeling good without all the things and building that up within ourselves. Then nothing can ever be taken away from us. And we'll always feel good within, regardless of what happens around us. Um, So that's a little bit about all of our achieving. And then as we move through these stages of awakening, we sort of have no desire to achieve. We can have no desire to achieve at this point. we're sort of living a spiritual existence, being um, detached from our human experience and everything is what it is and everything will be what it will be and the universe has got me and everything will arrive and there's there's also not that deep-rooted um, desire, you know, of choose it, like that sort of bonus motivation that stems from trauma is actually gone. So up to now, has anybody got any questions? We're halfway through about what we've discussed so far. I don't know if I can see anything because of this. Okay, I'll continue. So we have um, detached from spiritual experience and detached from human experience. So like we discussed in the beginning, in the red, we are detached from our spiritual experience. We're just in our go, go, go. And when we move into amber, we're sort of lost in our spiritual experience and detached from our human experience. In the red, we are all mind. So everything is in the mind. Everything is all in our head. Whereas when we move into the other stage, we sort of lose any thoughts completely. We lose any thoughts. It's more of um, just being in flow with how we feel in our body. In the red, we can be overprotective. This is because, you know, the deep rooted traumas that we can experience throughout our life. So we can have a sort of stronger ego of they think this or they think that or I'm not going there because of this. And um when we move into the other stage, we move into a more lack of discernment because as we're moving up our energy centres and our heart begins to open, we've moved through some of the stuff that we've 
experience throughout this transition and then we just love everyone and everyone can come and yet you can come and yet you can come and we have this lack of discernment because darkness exists in the world not everybody's nice not everybody has the best intentions for us and this is important yes we are love and yes we love everyone but we still need to have discernment in the situations and environments that we put ourselves in it doesn't mean that just because we are love and we love everyone that we're just going to allow anything we have boundaries and we have discernment so here we've went from having too many like sorts of barriers and armor to having none at all. And then we come into the middle, which we'll explain after this. So in the red side, we can be living in survival, like we've discussed. And on the amber side, we are living in an unbalanced flow. So we're in a state of flow, which is what we all want. But there's no groundedness. There's no sort of... Um, understanding of of this life you know this human experience that we're all in it's just sort of like it is what it is it'll be what it will be and there's we'll, we'd never ever get anything done if we live there we'd never ever ever you know be able to move through our weeks months years in a in a balanced way whereas uh, when we're in survival we we struggle to be we struggle to rest we struggle to stop we struggle to nurture ourselves and just be like I'm safe, it's okay, I'm allowed a day off. We're sort of more in like a go, or should be doing this or should be doing that. And these are the differences. Now, when we come up into the green, which is the centre, after we've experienced both of these stages, um, we're living a more balanced life. We're connected to our human and spiritual experience. We're balanced in love and in truth. Um, we've balanced our eighth energy centre. So our eighth energy centre, which is above and out of our body, is the balance of our spirit and our human experience so having an imbalanced energy center would be the case if we were in either one of these because one of them were attached to our human experience one of them were attached to our spiritual experience so having a balanced energy center would bring them both into balance and they are in their body and empowered so by empowered um when we look at the right side where there is the amber when we are living in these upper energy centers, we can't feel disempowered because we have a, a loss of motivation. Any motivation that has come from trauma that, that we, we can then lose. So we can feel a little bit more like I'm nothing and I'm no one. And you'll hear it a lot in spiritual communities. I'm nothing, like I'm nowhere. You know, we are nothing and no one, but we are also everything as well. So it's it's that constant balance always when, uh, when we do hear that, there is a, is an, in an imbalance that needs to be brought back to center so that just explains that and for me I've lived in many spiritual communities over this past year and for me to experience the the depths of the amber what I had to do was I had to detach from my human experience so as I detached from my human experience that meant letting go of any stories that I had about myself who I am who Liz is my identity um, I had to make sure that I had no ties at home so I didn't have to go back for anything. I was I was literally cutting this tie so that I could flow as far as I could flow, basically. So I could detach from my human experience. And in this process, I, I had to write letters to myself before i done that because going into a complete state of flow where not on matters and we lose all sorts of um, connection to our human experience, we can sort of get lost along the way because it is another reality and it is another dimension. It is a state of um, 
like when we watch the sunset, like that, oh, that feeling. And as we let go of all control and all responsibility and everything, it's like when we go on holiday for a week and we're just like, ah, you know, it's that type of feeling. Um, so who would want to go back to, to all the, all the uh, sort of responsibilities and things that we have? So I wrote a note saying, come back. Like, don't forget to come back because I knew the, the depths I didn't know. I had an idea of the depths um, in, in which we could go to when exploring these, these different energies. So we explore this side of our awakening through completely letting go of control. As you see, it's an imbalance in feminine energy, which means no masculine energy, which means you can't do anything, which means you can't control anything. So when you let go of that, you automatically move into this frequency. Um, when you're not like you haven't got a fund or a routine and you haven't got to be anywhere or go anywhere, then naturally you are automatically going to start moving up into your upper energy centers because you're not in this state of like survival and constant move and go. When you're not do, 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 you've got more time to be. So I understood what I needed to do to switch my frequency, my vibration to experience this other reality that I knew existed. But it just took me to be able to detach from my human experience which again meant letting go of who I believed I was the identity that I had attached to letting go of all my responsibilities um literally so I just left with a case and I had no responsibilities and I was literally just seeing where I was going to go and letting go fully of control so that I could move into this energy um and obviously it's it's not an energy that any of us want to be in we can experience it but we all want to be able to you know move between and and balance both out because it is a human experience and a and a spiritual experience and we don't want to just be in one of them so as I moved into this energy I I obviously was in a different vibration. And when you're in a different vibration, you attract different. So everything I attracted was completely different to anything that I'd attracted before. And I knew this was happening because of the previous experiments I'd done the year before when I traveled those six countries in that year. That's what I was doing. I was changing my vibration, but I wasn't um, doing what I've done this year, which was, you know, an energy which took more work to be able to do. And it was scary because, you know, are you going to come back? <laughs> are you going to come back? Well, I am back here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, as I've as I seen what I was attracting, I started to understand the vibration that I was in. So we are mirrors. Everything we see exists in us or the polarity of. So everything I was seeing, I've never seen before. And I was like... <sighs> And knowing what we know about everything we see as a reflection of us, you go into a shadow type of work because I'm seeing this, I'm thinking this, this is a judgment that I'm making, okay? This judgment is not about this other person, this judgment is about me. So what is it that I am seeing? What do I think is normal? Why is this not normal? Why do I think this is normal? So there's a lot of um, self-inquiry and internal questions and we all have these in every new environment that we go into that's why we grow when we move out of our comfort zone and into new environments so I lived in different spiritual communities I met a lot of incredible people um 
I've had so many magical experiences and it was about me really shifting my frequency so I could experience the complete other side. So there, in some of these spiritual communities, there was a lot of what we've discussed with the um, spiritual experience, a lot of being, um, a lot of connection to source and spirit. Um, a lot of people just anchored in purpose. So just planting daily. There was children running around. There was no schools. Um, and really just leaning into these different realities that exist on this earth. Um, but for me to see that and for me to experience that, I knew I had to change my frequency or I wouldn't see it. We don't see it if it's not in our field. We have to become it so that we can see it. There is so many realities available to us all, but we don't get to access these until we change our own frequency, our own energy and our own vibration. So we've discussed about this type of energy by letting go of control and moving more into um, a state of flow. And there was many aspects that I seen within life in these spiritual communities that I loved. And there was many aspects that I never I seen that there was a lot of people that could be ungrounded. I seen a lot of imbalanced um, in what we're discussing today. The whole reason why I was even on this experiment, um, yeah, it was it was a wonderful and magical, but most of all, a very educational experience. So for me to um, come back, I was constantly reading this letter, come back, and as I moved into this vibration. I went right the way to it. So then I was in a state of being um, where I could be spiritually bypassing, where I could be emotionally bypassing, where I wasn't in my body, where I was um, connected to these higher frequencies. At times I was floating, like literally floating around. I had a gloss over, over my eyes where I was just in this state of like, um, it's like you're drunk on love. That's the only way I can explain it and it sounds surreal to talk about but that was that was the way that I felt at this time so it's very difficult to be grounded when you're in that state you, it's very difficult to go what's going on tomorrow at nine o'clock you don't know what day it is time it is you know what week it is because you're not really in that reality so what I done was to get into this shift into this reality I done this so I could create a program called quantum jump as well as do this experiment so for me to create quantum jump and jump, I had to really be in that vibration to create that program. And quantum jump is my level two of my self-paced program. Some of you may have done it. Some of you may have not. It's the one after rebirth. So it was about me shifting my vibration and quantum jumping, basically, to, to create quantum jump. And if you uh, ever do sign up to quantum jump, like look at the videos and watch them and then look at this video you can see there's a complete different energy that we can embody. So overall of this, the most important thing for us to understand is we can actually embody any energy that we want and we can actually create any reality that we want by embodying the energy that we want. So like we said, to embody this energy, we'd have to let go of control. We'd have to let go of attachment. Um, we'd have to be able to let go of pretty much anything that we attach our identity to. We don't want to be completely in this one. We don't want to be completely in that one. We want to be balanced and in center. So does anybody have any questions about the disassociation triangle?
It's called the disassociation triangle because both are disassociated and not living in their body. I can't really see because they're on my phone, so put your mic on or write in the chat. Does anybody have any questions? Anything at all? Anything at all? Anybody? Any, anybody? Ah. Explain to me, put your, put your mic on if you can, or, or write in the chat. Find balance in, in, in what? Okay, Liz, so it's just like, um, to like balance is finding the balance between the two energies. So where you've got that triangle there, mm. I interpret that as like a balance between the two energies. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's trying to, how do I get into that triangle? How do I okay. fit more into that triangle? Okay, so where do you feel, if you want to share, don't feel uh, pressured to? Okay, I feel like it's like a contradiction of terms, what I'm going to say. Um, okay. So I feel like sometimes, like, so like maybe like, for for example, like me career at the moment, um, I've got no desire to achieve so but then in other respects um if it's other areas in my life sometimes I feel like like being a mother and stuff I've got to get it right like perfectionist or things like that but then I feel yeah but I need to achieve in my job I, I should be feeling because I'm not happy in it and I, and I know I can do more but it's like how do I ignite that fire how do I and I, it's like that where I feel like I do need to be motivated more because it's something that I'm not happy about and I can only change that myself but I can't motivation should be I'm not happy in it and I know I can do more so look elsewhere but I just I can't I can't do it I just for some reason I'm just like I haven't got the motivation I haven't got the desire and it's how do I find that desire Okay, thank you so much for sharing. Thank so you. How we find the desire is we need to follow something that lights us up. So if your job is not lighting you up, you are not going to have any motivation to do football. And that's the facts. So it's got to be, maybe it's a different job. It needs to be something that's more aligned with your soul. So as we move through this journey, there's a lot of things that we used to do or we used to have or whatever that we no longer resonate with and as we move through in this journey that we are on we have to constantly check in with our heart and be like does this resonate with who I am now does this talk to my soul does this light me up because if you want to feel motivated and move towards it it's it's probably not going to happen if it if it's not you you know talking to your soul does that make sense yeah, it does, Liz. Thank you. Thanks for that. What What do you What lights you up? Um, to be honest, helping people lights me up, and in my job, I do do that. 
but I feel like it's not stimulating me enough mm. and to, to be mentally stimulated um, that lights me up so that I feel like there's so much more I could do in terms of like like in my job it's like pharmacy based and I could do more clinical work and basically there's no scope for progression managers aren't interested um yeah. so it's like I know to progress I've got to leave I've got to leave and yet lighten me up will be to enhance my knowledge and improve my skill set and be able to apply that and I just can't yeah. do it where I am I need to leave okay there's um there's a workshop inside this membership I'll okay. ask the and where it is into the chat but it's the learning zones so it's the comfort zone learning zone and growth zones that will really help you to make decisions to move through it's something I use all the time like I literally get that chart out and I'm like okay I'm feeling like I need to move um and that will help you to move through because as we move out of our comfort zone we naturally move into our fear zone and when yeah. we're in our fear zone sometimes people can get stuck there for 10 years do you ever heard anyone go I'm in this job and I hate it how long have you been doing it 10 years what why haven't you left them 10 years ago because we're stuck in this fear zone and then after it comes the learning zone and then comes the growth zone. So I'm just really resonating with what, what you just said about enhancing your knowledge to then move on to something else that you want to do. We sort of know, don't we, that we need to have like a little bit of a learning period before we move on to like another thing. Um, so yeah, that could be helpful. And I just wanted to ask, and this is answer if you want to answer, or this is just for anybody in general. If, uh, if you're looking for more motivation and desire in, in your work, ask yourself, if you had a million pounds, what would you do? If you never had to work another day in your life, what would you spend your time doing? What do you do now where time just passes and you can't believe that many hours have gone because you're really in a state of joy? Does anybody have an answer? So that even pop it in the chat. What would you do if money wasn't an issue and you never had to work another day in your life? What 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 would you spend your time doing? See, for me, this has changed massively, and I believe at different stages in our life this changes. Uh, I don't know if any of you are following my naturally Elizabeth page, but you'll find I'm I'm like super happy making like creams and soaps and teas and. You know, like things, things have changed. Paint, paint. And these, the, these are the little whispers of our soul. These are the little whispers of our soul. That's where our joy is. And ultimately to shift our vibration, we need to be doing where, our, where, where we feel little because it puts us in a frequency of joy. And when we're in that state, we magnetize, we become magnetic and we draw more of that to us. Whereas we're in something that we hate. We're in a low vibration. So then we attract more stuff into our life. Things going wrong, just things not going our way. We're not in flow. We're not in flow because we're not listening to our joy and following what lights us up inside. And these are the real deep questions that we have to get into. Like, where's my joy? What do I like doing? If I never had to work, what would I spend my days doing? If I was a multimillionaire, what would I do tomorrow? Like, is that in alignment with what I'm doing so I'll leave that 
I'll leave that with you all. But if we talk about balance, it's um, I think for us to understand balance, we first have to understand these two spectrums. And that is why I've been on this experiment for this past year. So I could really, you're welcome. So I could really understand the um, amber side of the spectrum because unless I've done it myself and moves as far to the other end as I can go, I cannot sit here today and teach you because it would just be an opinion. It would, this you've got, for me, I had to live it. I had to live it and I had to experience it so I can understand it, so I can embody it, so I can teach it. I would never teach anything that I haven't done myself. I would never talk about anything that I haven't moved through myself because how would I know? So it was really important for me to go and experience this opposite end of the spectrum because in all honesty, I believe there are millions and millions and millions of people lost in the amber side. I believe most of us are in the red side. I believe most of us are there. But I believe millions of people, once they've found these higher frequencies and dimensions, um, they've stayed in them and sort of came out of their body. And for me, it was going to this end of the spectrum was at times it was it felt like I was in paradise on some sort of holiday where I had no stress. It was like full peace not unmattered at all but I wasn't in my body and I learned what that looked like and what that felt like if I was around someone and somebody closed the door or dropped something I would jump because my spirit wasn't in my body my body was there but my spirit wasn't because I was sort of in this other tranquil um dimension which we've all been to when your child's being born when you get a new puppy you know, when we when we do the sharing circles and we send the love to each other, we've all been there. We haven't got to be magic to go here. We all go. You know, we just don't spend very long there. When we watch a sunset, we get a little few glimpses. We get a little few seconds of it. And then we move back to our control. And, and that's how we lose it. So for me, it was to understand real balance and harmony from within and create a space of, you know, union. It was experiencing this other end of the spectrum. To fully understand it, and that's where these um these can you see them? The me tattoos came from. It was this balance of you know the love and the truth, which we are discussing in um in another live. I think it's not this week, but the week after. Next week we're doing um celebrating our wins because I feel like we achieve a lot day to day, but not many of us really give ourselves any credit or any validation really for what we've done. We just have a huge list of things that we didn't do or things that we've got to do. And we don't really take the time to go, do you know what? I did well today. Or look at all this that I did do, you know, and this is where we can seek validation, you know, from outside of us because we're not filling with ourselves. It's also the equinox next week. So for me, I feel like it's December right now and uh next week is January. Um it's the end of the energetical year and the new year begins where we, we come into spring. I know in the UK it's snowing and funny enough in Costa Rica it's having a storm. So, you know, I'm not sure what's going on um, with our weathers. But if we if we ignore the weather and think about the growth of um, how nature grows in spring and where we come back alive during January, we're not really in a go mode. We're still in hibernation. It's still winter. So it's looking at next week as new year. And we're going to have a, a really good uh, live next week about the equinox and also about celebrating our wins. And then it will be the week after where we do 
the love and truths. So does anybody have um, any questions about what we have discussed? Please ask the questions while we are on this live. If there's anything you don't understand, if there's anything you don't get or anything you want to know more about, ask now while, while we are here and I'm sure it'll take us on another topic too. If you don't want to speak, you can pop it in the chat. Um, but yeah, just keep this in mind on our journey to always remain, you know, in alignment with our spiritual and our human experience to, you know, keep up with our, not so much control, but our masculine energies of, of the things that we need to do, but also so being able to stop and rest and be. So unbalanced flow is um, survival mode is basically when not on flows and we're all in our go, 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 go. And we've sort of got destination syndrome. I'll be happy when this, I'll be happy when that. We're not really listening to our body. We're not resting. We're just like, go, go, go. We feel like we're on this train. That's never going to end. Go, go, go. Um, and we have addiction to cortisol and adrenaline. Now, we have these addictions in, in our brain. And we sort of get our fix to this cortisol and adrenaline through the survival mood that we live in. Whereas when we move into unbalanced flow, unbalanced flow is where nothing matters. So where you've got no responsibilities, um, you're completely detached from your human experience. So... <laughs> A lot of people who live in uh, in spiritual communities, they have two names. So they have a name of who they was and they have a name of, of who they are now. So we obviously want to integrate this version and this version of us because we are whole. Um, and unbalanced flow can literally be like, that's all gone. I'm completely disassociating from it. And... Um, Everything is what it is. I don't need to do anything um, because everything's just going to come to me. So you've got no action, basically. You've got no source of um, go motivation. It's it's literally just, um, oh, it'll manifest and it'll just arrive. Moving through life completely in spirit and forgetting that we're actually a human in this lifetime. And there's a reason that we're a human. Did that answer? Yes, thanks, Liz. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, yeah, it was um, quite a journey to be able to embody these energies to experience and see what I've seen. Um, and it really opened my mind to see the how many realities there really are, how many different people that are living completely different lives. And we think everyone's living like us and everyone's the same. And there are so many more, you know, so many different realities out there and none are right and none are wrong. It's just, you know, depending on on what what's right for us. So for us to move out of the red and, and move like into an amber, it, it's we move through presence. So basically, what can you hear now around the house? What can you see? What can you taste? How does your clothes feel? Activating senses because... We literally can't move into any other reality until we're, until we're here. If we're not here 
in this moment, then we can't go anywhere. I love it when you can tap into the state of just being and paying attention to everything. It feels so special when you find it. Oh, doesn't it? It's just, and that's what that amber is, basically. So that what exactly what you have just said is basically that 24-7. That's that's what this this side of of the spectrum is, and it keeping hold of that presence, like you've just said. We all have this little thing, these little things that get us there, whether it be a sunset, whether it be we like going by the ocean or whatever it is. Um, we can embody that energy through being in a state of of presence when we get hold of them little moments where the weight just falls and all our worries and all our anxiety and everything from the past and everything from the future just disappears and we're just in this state because no stress exists in this moment right now in this very moment that me and you are in sitting here no stress exists no worries exists no fear and no anxiety if we are in the past we are depressed and if we're in the future we've got anxiety but if we're here in this moment all that actually is is peace so we have to ask ourselves what am I bringing to this moment? What am I bringing to this moment? Because this moment is neutral. This moment is neutral. This moment is nothing. There's nothing here. It's nothing. Nothing. And each one of us will all feel different in this moment, depending on what we're bringing to this moment. When we get those states of presence, like you've just said, it's being in that state and staying there. So when we look onto the disassociation triangle, it's basically living there 24-7, which is why it's disassociation, because there are things going on in our life. There is shit that we need to sort out. There is things that we need to face. You know, this isn't being negative. This is being real. This is life. That's what happens. So we can't live in sunset modes, you know, 24 hours a day. It's great to go there. It's great to visit there. It's great to know how to access it. It's great to know how to access it so that we can access it when we want to access it, but keeping in mind what we now know from looking at this disassociation triangle, that it's not actually healthy or the goal to live there. We must always come back into our body, into this present moment, into this moment. So how would you access the moments of presence? Does anybody, does anyone want to like to share or does anyone want to like write in the chat? How do you access this feeling of, uh, of a, a type of bliss? What's the things that you need to do to, what you like to do to get your peace? So you've got paint, um, state of being, paying attention, paying attention to everything feels special, yeah. State of being. So for me, of an evening what I do is I have a candle at the side of my bed and every single night I light the candle and I gaze into the flame there is another section within your membership um which is uh it's called um I think it's called nervous system regulation and it's full of tools all the different things and tools that we can use and I basically watch that candle when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning I watch the water run no matter where I am, I listen to the sounds that are, are around me. So it's this state of presence. It's about us accessing it as often as we can. And this is us living consciously. So if we don't access presence at all in that day, we're not going to be conscious. So we're not going to be aware of the messages that we're receiving, our intuition, um, things that are happening around us. 
So the more that we can access the state of presence, the more conscious we become, the more in the moment we become, the more peace we feel, the more happier we are, the higher our vibration is. So it's all about presence. Like, have I been present today? Or if I have, uh, how long did I spend in presence today? Where have I been? Like right now, you're here. You are here now in this moment. But all the other times of the day, where are you? Seriously, where, where are you? Because none of us are here and we're in our doing. Right now, we're here, we're paying attention, we're focused, we're looking, um, we're in this moment, we're present. How, how many times have you got in the car and drove somewhere and not remembered how you got there? This is our consciousness being stolen from us. This is us being, you know, not in our body and to be attached uh, uh, not attached it's another word connected be connected to our intuition we and see what's going on you know see the shadows playing around us uh, see the mirrored reflections what we're seeing in somebody else how do we feel about that um, what does that say about us to see all this for us to elevate our consciousness and rise to have this higher state of being we have to be present impossible without presence so it's every day how can I be more present if you're getting the reminders from the best self app this is all pulling us back into presence and it's easy you know we get lost in our day we just do what we're doing don't we but it's remembering that presence is where it's at and always coming back that's where our peace is does anybody have any questions 